Good morning, Rimrock Church. I'd much rather be with you today in person, but uh, because of our uh, snowstorm and icy roads, we're uh, going to be worshiping at home. But I wanted to just share with you briefly about uh, this Advent season and series that we are going to be in the next six, uh, five weeks, looking at the Holy Spirit and the role that God has given the Holy Spirit in our lives while we await the return of Jesus, our Savior. Uh, I want to just give a shout out to uh, Tom Haggerty. It's his birthday today, and uh, I think God wanted to give him a special gift and have him uh, stay home today. So uh, we're, we're so thankful for the gift Tom Haggerty is to our our church. So when we talk about Advent, we're, we're talking about Christ's coming, and uh, we're celebrating Christmas. We believe Jesus came as the Messiah, the promised Savior of the world, and he came as a little tiny baby born in Bethlehem, and he was born in history, and he was the Son of God, and he came for a purpose, to save and to redeem and to give us new life and to transform our world. He's uh, in the process of making all things new. And we believe that with all our hearts, we're convinced that he has begun with us through the forgiveness of our sins and the redemption of our bodies and everything that we are, he's saving us. But Advent also has this sense of expectation and longing because the saving work of Jesus isn't done. It's only begun. And so we believe he's come once but he's soon to come again. And so this is Advent. This is something we all understand in our lives. We, we live in that tension of having yet not fully realizing things yet. Right now, my kids are pretty excited about Christmas. They're waiting for gifts to uh, come and to be opened. And so they know Christmas is coming, but it's not a reality yet. I think of this in my own life with my wife, Jill, and when we had met and dated, and before we were getting married, uh, I had graduated from college and I was in Colorado and my wife was, uh, Jill was uh, in Chicago, and we weren't married yet, but we knew that marriage was in our future, but it wasn't a reality yet. And so for a year, I spent time working and saving up because I needed to buy a ring and I needed to buy a car, <laughs> and so some other things to prepare for married life, but there was a whole year of Advent, of waiting, and it wasn't an easy year. It was hard because we were apart, and we wanted to be together, and things were very difficult. In fact, uh, there was a lot of stress in that year, but in that time of waiting and preparing and expectation, God had a lot of important purposes for me and for Jill, and preparing our hearts and our lives to finally get to that wedding day. And uh, the good news is we got to that wedding day and we've been married for 16 years since. But I think back to that year of waiting and expectation and it, it gives me an insight into uh, this time that we live in together as followers of Jesus where he has come and we have that promise of a wedding feast, a wedding day, but the reality, it hasn't happened yet. And so what do we do in this expect, this time of expectation, this time of waiting, this time of Advent? And that's what I wanna talk about today with you just briefly about the Holy Spirit. 
uh, Jesus told us that he was going to leave us a gift. And that gift was going to be the Holy Spirit because he said, I'm going to leave, but I'm going to give you that gift. In John chapter 14, he tells us, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. You see this, this is not an easy time. Advent time is filled with darkness and maybe even some anxiety and difficulty and even suffering in our lives. This is, our lives is, are filled with uncertainty, with difficulty. But Jesus said he's gonna be with us. He's gonna leave us a gift. He said, the spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him for he lives in you and he will be with you. And this is the, the Holy Spirit that Jesus promised to his disciples, to his followers. And I believe Jesus has given us that Holy Spirit. And there's two things I wanna talk about the Holy Spirit uh, today. One is the presence of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said he will be with you. And then the power of the Holy Spirit. And so our lives right now as we await the coming of Jesus, this is not a time of just standing idly by. No, this is a time of activity and purpose and meaning and life. And so we can fully live right now. In fact, we're titling this whole Advent series, Fully Present. The Spirit of God is fully present with us. And so we can be fully present with God as we await His coming. I love uh, what it's promised to us in uh, Ephesians chapter 1, where it talks about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I believe every believer, if you have trusted in Jesus, you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. This is promised in Ephesians. It says, you were also included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. And so it's believing the message that Jesus is Lord, that he is King, that he is Savior, and that he has died and paid for all of your sin, all of my sin, for the whole sins of the world. He was sufficient to take that penalty upon himself. And so on the cross, he satisfied God's wrath once and for all. The penalty of sin is broken because of Jesus and fully paid. And it's in his resurrection that we have eternal life. And so when we heard that message, when you believed that message in your heart, then you were saved. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. This is like the wedding ring that I gave my wife all those years ago, and even though we weren't married yet, that promise that I was gonna follow through and, and we were gonna have a wedding day and we were gonna commit our lives together, it was gonna be a reality, and that's what God has given us. And this is what the Holy Spirit is, a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. Did you know that you and I are God's possession? We belong to Him. My brother, I was just recently in Colorado last week, and my brother and his wife adopted three children. And before they adopted these children, these children um, had a very uncertain future. They didn't know who they belonged to. In a lot of ways, they were abandoned by their birth parents. And so when my brother and his wife adopted them, and on the court date, they were given a piece of paper that said, now these kids have a new name. They have the last name of my brother and his wife. And now they have a new identity and they have a new uh, future as part of that family. And so that is what has happened to us. God has adopted us and he's marked us with the Holy Spirit to be 
his children. I love what it says in Romans chapter 8. However, we are no longer in the realm of the flesh, but we are now in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, and I believe, if you have believed, then the Holy Spirit is in you and Christ is in you. Even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of the righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, who raised Christ from the dead, He will also give life to your mortal bodies because of the Spirit of God who lives in you. Do you see that? The presence of God in you. And this is what Jesus says, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. And the Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Do you hear that promise? If you have believed in Jesus Christ, if you have trusted Him, put your faith in Him, then you have received the Holy Spirit. You are baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's like those adoption papers have been sealed and signed and it's official. You belong to God. You are His. You are His son, His daughter. And the Spirit of God lives in you. Now, if you have the Spirit, then what the Bible is saying, and I believe this is true, and I have experienced this in my own life, and I've seen it in many others, is that once you have the Spirit, you know His presence. You know that He is with you, and you do not doubt, you do not fear. You have certainty and assurance of His presence in your life. So this brings up the second part of living with that presence. The Spirit of God alive in us and throughout the Bible, it's referred to as living in the Spirit. It says in Galatians that we keep in step with the Spirit. In Ephesians, it says we are filled with the Spirit. In Thessalonians, it says we do not quench the Spirit of God. And rather, in, in 2 Timothy, it says we fan into flame the gift of God, the Spirit of love, of the Holy Spirit who gives us uh, power, love, and self-discipline. And so the reality of God's presence in our life has a power. It changes how we live. It changes how we go through this life. When I was a kid, we went to Washington, D.C., and uh, we uh, went to the Capitol, and my dad had a, a friend that we were going to meet there who worked in the Secret Service. And so while we were waiting him that meeting, that waiting that time to meet him, we kind of walked around, and we really felt out of place. Uh, there, if you're in Washington D.C., there's a lot of places you can go and a lot of places you can't go, and 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 we felt like fish out of water. Well, we just didn't know where we belonged or where we could go or where we couldn't go. But something amazing happened when my dad's friend came, who worked in the Secret Service, and we met up. All of a sudden, everywhere we went, we belonged. We could go anywhere. He showed his badge, and we can go behind doors that otherwise we would never would have gone behind and we got to meet people we never would have been able to meet otherwise and so what happened was by his presence this man in the secret service we gained access to his power and this is what happens with God is when we have his presence in our life we gain access to his power his secret service badge uh, goes with us and there's three things I want to emphasize with the Holy Spirit's power first Jesus referred to the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of Truth. That means God's truth takes hold in our lives and it has power to set us free from the lies of Satan. Remember, Satan is a liar and 
his lies went to bring about destruction and bring about everything that's wrong and bad in your life, everything that's painful. Whereas the truth will set us free and will bring about goodness and healing and wholeness. It is God's truth that sets us free. And that's what the Holy Spirit makes available and makes possible in our lives. The second thing is the Holy Spirit's power gives us holiness. It, it frees us from the power of sin. We're no longer trapped and have to do wrong things. We no longer have to do hurtful things. We no longer have to hurt others or hurt ourselves. Um, just this past week, I met with someone who talked about how anger had a hold on their lives and had trapped them and caused so much pain and hardship in their relationships. But as we talked about how the Holy Spirit uh, sets us free, he gave testimony to how the Holy Spirit freed him from the effects of that anger. And, and he was beginning to see the transforming power of the Holy Spirit to, instead of him being filled with anger, he was, be, he was able to be filled with peace. And instead of reacting, he was able to show love and forgiveness. The last thing that the Holy Spirit does with power is he gives us the abundant life. I love what Jesus says, as he promised in John, uh, he says, anyone who is thirsty, come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. And what he meant by this was the Holy Spirit living in them. And this is what he says, he who has believed, he will later receive, because at that time, the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. But now, we know Jesus has been glorified. He's been resurrected. And he promises that whoever believes in him, rivers of living water will flow from within them. And so this is, I think, the promise that we have in this Advent season, this time of waiting and, and, and expecting Jesus' return. We don't have to uh, despair or worry or struggle through this life. We've been given the very presence of God through the Holy Spirit and the very power of God. And so life can be satisfying. It can be fulfilling. It can be everything that God has promised that we can experience in this life. We can have love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness and self-control. We can have all these things because of the Holy Spirit. As we uh, go through this series, I just want to encourage you to really examine what the Holy Spirit brings to your life and to see that His presence and power is there. If you believe you've been adopted and you've been marked, and I, I want to invite you to be more aware and more thankful and more filled and more uh, in step with what the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life in this Advent season. May God bless you.